we bring on James Coco on the Reception Perception podcast. Let's just at least like dabble in this game quickly here. And the only reason I say that is because we're watching right now a nice connection between Will Levis and D-Hop for the second week in a row. Uh, have you seen enough to maybe at least look and say, one, I'm more confident in DeAndre Hopkins getting some serious fantasy numbers week by week, and two, if you maybe need a fill-in quarterback, do people maybe down the road consider Will Levis maybe? Oh, I think so. I mean, I've, I've been incredibly impressed. I think the processing speed for Will Levis is the real deal, and, and I think that was uh, kind of a major question mark coming into, you know, when we're talking about a, a scouting profile for, for Levis and any rookie quarterback, really. And, and listen, man, New Hopkins is just New Hopkins, boy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, yep. I mean, he's, he's a football samurai out there. You know what I mean? He's cold. He's cold with it. So, um, no, it's great, man. And, and I love seeing it just because, again, Will Levis with this, with this arm strength and everything, um, impressive processing speed for a rookie in his second game. Man, all those things, arrows pointed up, 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 man, for that combination. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm super happy that he's adjusting to the league as fast as he has. I'm curious your thoughts. Now that we don't have Cousins, and obviously Justin Jefferson has been down for a while now, what do we do with this Vikings offense? Because TJ Hawkinson props and Jordan Addison props have been coming home. They've been automatic, alternate numbers and all. But with a new quarterback, and then now we get Josh Dobbs at some point, too, I don't know what to do. I'm not really trusting Jordan Addison, but I think the Hawkman is going to be like money in the bank. You know what I mean? Uh, Joshua Dobbs has obviously leaned on his tight ends quite a bit um, throughout this entire season. I mean, just look at what Trey McBride did this last game, right? So um, I think Hawkinson should be just fine. Um, Addison, maybe not so much. And by the way, Addison has had some struggles with press coverage as well, right? So um, this is not a guy that's just an automatic coverage breaker, like a coverage dictator. That's not Jordan Addison. I think he's been very, very productive and, and certainly been in really good matchups too. Uh, but when the matchups don't get as nice, I think it's going to be a little bit problematic for him, especially with a, a quarterback in Joshua Dobbs, who, by the way, hey, listen, we all love Josh Dobbs, all right, rooting for the guy. But, I mean, let's call it what it is, right? Like, he, he's a little bit of a scattershot, uh, you know, quarterback. I, I don't think his accuracy is a strong suit. Um, I think he'll be able to keep the Minnesota offense afloat with his legs uh, and just his overall veteran presence. But, uh, again, I think there's going to be some really up-and-down weeks for Jordan Addison. James, obviously the Raiders are a really bad football team. That's why Josh McDaniels has been um, outed. And now we get Antonio Pierce as head coach. Aiden O'Connell is starting quarterback. But they have a lot of very skilled position players like Devontae Adams. Even Hunter Renfro uh, hasn't done a whole lot this year. Uh, they have Jacoby Myers. And then they have Michael Mayer, who hasn't done a whole lot as a rookie uh, out of Notre Dame. As far as like fantasy or even player props... What do you do with these guys moving forward? You know, do we go back to Devontae Adams now with Aiden O'Connell and a new play caller? Uh, do you maybe like Hunter Renfro a little bit more? What do you do with some of these guys in Vegas now? Yo, can I be honest? I feel like I'm on a little bit of an island, but, man, I'm excited about the Raiders. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't know how many games they're going to win, but honestly, it's addition by subtraction. I don't know why the hell Josh McDaniels was a head coach in the NFL after, you know, his, his last stint with the, with the Denver Broncos. But here he is with the Raiders, man. And, like, honestly, a dark cloud has been lifted. You've seen the social media clip now, right, where they put a, a little nerf hoop inside the locker yeah. room for the Raiders. Devontae's just balling. He's having a good old time, man. He doesn't look concerned at all. See, I, I think, again, 75% of this game, man, it's, it's effort and energy. You know what I'm saying? And to me, I feel like they're going to get a lot more energy. They're going to get a lot more effort. 
uh, from their players. And you mentioned it, man. Their skill position players, especially on the offensive side of the football, it's looking pretty good. Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. That's a rock-solid three-receiver set. Josh Jacobs in the backfield. I know he hasn't done jack squat this year, but don't be surprised if all of a sudden this dude starts playing a lot better, right? Yeah. And then defensively, man, even though they've got a bunch of these Kirkland brand dudes on, on, on in the secondary, I mean, they've been playing really good football. Really good football defensively. Say so Costco. I think the Raiders are going to surprise some people, man. <laughs> Did you? Is that a Costco draw? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Kirkland brand. Hey, let me tell you some. Kirkland's got some good stuff. Kirkland Let's, vodka is Grey Goose. If and, you know, you know. Uh, it's true. Kirkland's got a great bourbon too. They got a lot of, they're, and their their coffee is Starbucks. We've learned that. I always love yes. trying to figure out what that is. Yes. Talking to James Go, Ben MGM tonight. That's funny. I'm, I'm with you, man. Like at this point, we've learned Josh McDaniels is just not a head coach. He can't even make it two years as a head coach. Couldn't do it in Denver. No. Can't do it again. I mean, yeah, I think the the Raiders at least have some talent where you hope. I don't know. Maybe Devonte Adams is going to get some catchable balls thrown his way for a little bit. Uh, all right, I want. I want to switch over to this Cowboys Eagles game because there's obviously an Eagles team that's seven and one and an offense that's humming in a lot of ways and AJ Brown is just absolutely ridiculous. But we did see Jalen Hurts kind of limping around a little bit. He doesn't want to talk about that knee. Any concern there for you? Yeah, you know when I'm looking at this game from a betting perspective, I'm, I'm hammering the under because mm-hmm. of those concerns that you're talking about, right? Like Jalen Hurts with the with the. Um, with whatever mystery injury ailments that he's dealing with. I mean, we're looking at a point total right now of 46, right? Um, and, and for me, I'm just not really buying it. One, because Dallas defensively is really, really good. Um, and I know some of these numbers have been crazy inflated um, by, you know, some of their early season slate, right? But that being said, I mean, just look at what these guys are doing just on film. You know, Jerome Bland is playing out of his mind right now. This is a team that has, uh, again, allowed – I mean, almost no production on the outside. When we take a look at some of these wide receiver numbers, I mean, it gets pretty gross pretty quick. You know what I'm talking about? So um, I I just think it's an interesting matchup uh, from the Cowboys' perspective. Defensively, you know, they've allowed the fewest receptions to outside receivers. They've allowed a 47.5% completion rate to outside wide receivers. That's the second best in the NFL. The second fewest yards per game to outside wide receivers. What is the heart and soul? What is the driving force of this Philadelphia offense right now? It's the outside wide receivers. You know, I, I think DeAndre Swift has been good, right? I, I don't think he's been great, but he's been good. But he's been feasting off the back of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. If they can't get that going and Jalen Hurts doesn't have his mobility, I I feel like the Philadelphia offense could really, really find themselves in a little bit of a bag here. So, And and we know Dallas, man, they're not really converting a lot in the red zone either, right? So for me, I just look at that 46-point total and I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling that one, you know? Are there any receivers that you would look at their props or to play in fantasy? Like, do you like CeeDee Lamb in this spot? Oh, my God. I love CeeDee Lamb. Yes, absolutely. I love CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think he's going to go absolutely bonkers. Uh, he's got to, obviously, he's got a great matchup um, out of the, working out of the slot there. Um, but, yeah, look, when, when I look at CeeDee Lamb uh, and, and what he's doing right now, uh, obviously, he's coming off of a huge, huge performance there. Uh, last week, and and it's just a smash spot uh, against Philadelphia, where it's more of a funnel, you know, defense where their outside guys are pretty good, right? And, and it just funnels targets to the inside. Well, that's pretty good considering the CD Lamb plays primarily out of the slot. So 
Um, this is a Philadelphia team that's been getting beat inside. They've given up the third most yards, the fourth most receptions um, to, to wide receivers lined up inside. So I, I feel like C.D. Lamb could have a, a really, really nice day here. James, uh, you got the uh, Packers playing the Rams, and the Rams are obviously, well, it looks like they're going to be going with a backup quarterback in this game. And Jordan Love hasn't looked very good. I'm a Christian Watson fantasy owner. Uh, He's been on a milk carton. So, A, uh, do you expect Christian Watson or anybody to get going finally against this Rams secondary? And then on the other side of the ball, do you expect the bounce back from Cooper Cup? Are you looking at maybe Puka because Green Bay just traded away one of their better cover corners in Rasul Douglas, and Jair Alexander hasn't been very good this season? Yeah, the Jair Alexander thing has got my brain in a pretzel. I, I just don't understand what's going on there. But that's the life of a quarterback in the NFL where just year by year it could be really, really different. But if we're taking a look at just like straight-up sleepers and, and, again, you look at player props, like I kind of like Jaden Reed in this one. Okay. The Rams have been feisty on the outside in terms of their cornerbacks. But, you know, I think as inside slot receivers have been doing pretty well, right? Jaden Reed's coming off of, I think, his best game of the season last week. Uh, where he had, you know, uh, six targets, four grabs for 83 yards. I, look, the offense is not great for Green Bay, okay? But I think Jaden Reed is an up-and-coming player, um, and he very well may be, guys. I, I think he's the most natural separator of those three wide receivers when we're talking about Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, and then Jaden Reed. I think Jaden Reed can play, it could be a really good flanker in this in this league, and honestly, he's been kind of forced to play a lot of slot because of Romeo Dobbs and Watson. Uh, but I do think I really like um, his production potential here uh, in week number nine. Uh, we're looking at a Saints team that put up 38 points this past week. And I'm looking at a Saints team that's got a lot of talent, James. And I know Alvin Kamara is a guarantee week after week when it comes to anything fantasy. It comes to all of his props. Do we maybe trust Derek Carr a little bit more, even though it's kind of against a get-right defense that you know allows a decent amount of yards with that secondary in the Colts? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Um, the outside corners, especially for the Colts, have been not good, right? So uh, for me, I, <laughs> actually, when I start talking about Kirkland Brand corners, I mean, this is really like you know, <laughs> we're the Colts here, man. Like, who are these outside guys playing for them, man? I have no idea. Uh, but, yeah, no, really, though, um, I, look, not for nothing, man, Derek Carr's thrown for over 300 yards in three consecutive games, right? And, and he's got a pretty nice matchup here against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who, again, have given up a lot of production to the outside. That's pretty good when you're talking about working with Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed, right? So, uh, no, I, I think this is a, a really nice spot for both Olave and for Carr, Olave, man, it, it broke my heart, but man, there was that ball that bounced right off of his head. But if he catches that, he might go to the cribbo on that one. You know what I'm saying? So, huge opportunity lost right there. Um, but again, uh, against this Indi- uh, Indianapolis secondary, I think he gets the job done. My guy, James, you got me cracking up over here, my dude. Uh, let's talk about this Bills-Bengals game. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Joe Mixon finally got right last week. Uh, they go. He goes up against the Bills' rushing defense. It's one of the worst in the league. Like, would you rather take props on on Joe Mixon or maybe somebody like Stephon Diggs against a secondary for the Bengals uh, that's been pretty leaky as well? Uh, I might take the Mixon one. And guys, listen, 
I know I haven't been on the show that much, but anyone who knows, I am not a Mixon guy. So for me to say I might take a Mixon prop <laughs> lets you know how much I, I feel good about this matchup. Uh, hey, try change. You, you hit it right on the head, okay? Uh, you're talking about the Buffalo Bills defense here. Okay, 4.81 yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. That's the third worst in the NFL. And, man, they are dead last in yards after contact allowed to opposing backs. So, now, Mixon obviously coming off of his best game, a uh, surprising game against San Francisco 49ers. And everything works off of Burrow. We know this, right? And the fact that Burrow is starting to look like he's right um, has lifted this entire offense. And, yeah, man, I think Mixon has certainly been a beneficiary. He's been very up and down throughout his entire career. I think he's been the, one of the most overrated players um, really in fantasy football, maybe history, honestly. It's just every year you, people could keep talking to me about Mixon, and every year he underperforms, okay? Uh, it just, But in this particular matchup, the Bills' defense is probably more overhyped than Mixon, and I think Mixon does get the job done. James Coe, Reception Perception Podcast. Man, we always love having you on. Appreciate it, buddy. I caught the try, James. I'm absolutely in love. <laughs> Thanks, James. Hey, anytime, guys. Right, oh, man. <laughs> Kirkland Brand Corners. That, oh, he was spitting fire. That was great. He, that was, man, whatever whatever he drank before that, whatever that caffeine was, or I, I'd like some of that. He was just locked in. 10-10, yeah, by the way, t- uh, Titans and uh, Steelers. One sixteen to go in the first half here. D Hop though has not had another reception since he got to fifty. No, he has not. I don't like this. He has not. But uh, TCU does have the lead and they have the ball. There That's awesome. Go. I'm going to add one more bet. Okay. Devin Booker is officially in for Phoenix. Yes. So the line goes from seven to ten and a half. I'm going to take the Fighting Wembies. Give me yes. the Spurs plus ten and a half to keep this one close. I our, think the number is about right Spurs. at seven and a half. Our Let's keep it moving Spurs. in the NBA. We were 6-0 and the last two nights. We're moving to 7. Tony Kukoc number. Kevin Durant number. The Fighting Sevens. John Elway. It's Bad MGM the night.